Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm Paul White. It's the third day of January, and we're going to finish our little diversion into the fourth chapter of Galatians on today's podcast. As me, as you know, uh, especially those of you who are with us every day, we have been working on the Abrahamic story from the book of Genesis. But when we come across some portions of that story that have a little fuller explanation in the New Testament, we've been jumping over to the New Testament to do that. For instance, we did some of that in Hebrews, we did some of that in Galatians 3, and we have now been working for the last few days in Galatians 4, where Paul, and we're going to close this out with him today, Paul has been comparing Hagar and Sarah. Today I want to read verse 29, 30, and 31. That sounds like a lot for me to to do three verses in one podcast, but uh, one is a sum-up verse. Uh, The other is a quote from the Old Testament. Let's begin in 29. But as he who was born according to the flesh then persecuted him who was born according to the Spirit, even so it is now. The one born according to the flesh is Ishmael, the one born according to the Spirit, or as he has said elsewhere, son of promise, that's Isaac. It's interesting that he uses the phrase persecuted. The one born according to the flesh persecuted the one born according to the Spirit. But if you go back and read, and we'll get there as we journey into the Abrahamic story, you read that story between Ishmael and Isaac, you find that what really happens is Ishmael just laughs at him and mocks him, makes fun of him. Persecution seems to be a pretty big word here by Paul. When I think of persecution, I tend to think of violence at least. But Paul looks at it as opposition in any way. And so however we define persecution, it's most certainly in Paul's purview that Ishmael is against Isaac in whatever iteration that comes out. And then 30, and here's the quote. Nevertheless, what does the scripture say? Cast out the bondwoman and her son, for the son of the bondwoman shall not be heir with the son of the free woman. And this is a direct pull, well, basically a direct pull from Genesis chapter 21. And we're we're not to that in our journey yet, but we're going to go ahead and just cover this in the Galatians passage. We don't have to come back when we get there. Sarah doesn't say it exactly this way. Here's how Sarah says it. Genesis 21.10. Therefore, she said to Abraham, cast out this bondwoman and her son, for the son of this bondwoman shall not be heir with my son, namely with Isaac. How Paul has her saying it is cast out the bondwoman and her son, for the son of the bondwoman shall not be heir with the son of the free woman. Notice how Paul sort of puts his allegory into her language. She has personal pronouns with it. This son of the bondwoman should not be heir with my son, namely Isaac. Paul takes out the namely, takes out the my, doesn't name Isaac. Instead, he wants to use the entire statement as an allegory, which leads us to verse 31. So then, brethren, we are not children of the bondwoman, but of the free. So Paul is putting all of those who are in Christ as children of the Spirit, also children of the promise, also children of the Jerusalem that is from above, also children of the free. (laughs) He he uses all of those in this allegory, and he does it by quoting, and, and here's what's interesting. 
He's quoting Sarah to Abraham, which is interesting because Abraham doesn't like it. After Sarah says this, you need to cast this bondwoman out, the Bible says that Abraham was displeased because he loved Ishmael. But God steps in and says, listen to Sarah. I don't want the, you're not going to be, your seed's not going to be named through Ishmael. It's going to be named through Isaac. I'm going to make a great son, a nation of Ishmael because he's yours. And Abraham, to his credit, knows the voice of God and obeys. So he does, he follows what he's told. But it's the voice of Sarah that convinces him or that that speaks to him first. I say all of that because as we've been in these Genesis stories, we might have the tendency to think that the voice of the woman to her husband might not be the best advice. I mean, look at Eve in the garden. Um, Listen to Sarah tell Abraham he should marry Hagar. Anytime we have a woman speaking to a man in the text, we it, it, things aren't happening well. <laughs> well, the Bible st- starts to reverse that trend. And in the Sarah to Abraham statement, God steps in and stands up for Sarah, lest we start to see a trend that's not good in the Bible, I think. Uh, one more thing, and, and this just struck me as I was about to start today. I was looking over these verses. When you look at verse 30, listen to how it starts. Nevertheless, what does the scripture say? And then Paul, in quotes, cast out the bondwoman and her son for the son. Okay, so Paul asks a question to his audience. What does the scripture say? And then he quotes Genesis 21. I wrote in the margin of my Bible a long time ago. I underlined that phrase, what does the scripture say? And in the margin of my Bible, I wrote this. Always a good question. And what I meant by that, is that it's always a good question to ask, what does the scripture say? It's not the final question, but it's a good question. So when you're confronted with things, a good question to, I didn't say the only question, but a good question to ask is, what does the scripture say? Because if you can answer that, then you at least have a basis to begin. It might not be the final answer, I know some go, well, oh, if the scripture says it, it's the final answer. Maybe not. You might be, you might need to re-examine that in light of covenant. You know, Jesus even said, you've heard it said, but I say. And Jesus was quoting scripture. So it's not a matter of just landing on a verse, because if you're if you do, if you live your life that way, you could end up on here a verse, there a verse, you know, everywhere a verse, verse kind of things. Like just keep throwing verses at the issue. That can actually muddy the waters more than it clears things up. So it's not the landing spot. It's the launching point. I'm reminded of something I think I've told you before. I I read a rabbi wrote this one time. He said, Jews use the scriptures to start a conversation. Christians tend to use the scriptures to shut the conversation down. In other words, our Jewish friends will often quote scripture to start sort of kickstart questions and say, well, what about this? What about this? What about this? Whereas Christians tend to look at the Bible as the end of discussion. So they get to a matter and then they go, oh, here's what the Bible says and everything else is gone. And maybe we should 
start with what the scripture says and then work from there. All right, tomorrow we're going to go back to the Genesis Abrahamic story and keep working with that. And we'll be on that um, for the foreseeable future. I hope you're enjoying the journey. If you have a question, if you have a, a comment, I'm always listening to our podcast audience. You can email us in a podcast exclusive email, ddp at paulwhiteministries.com. I look forward to hearing from you. See you tomorrow. God bless.